Hello and welcome to the final installment of this podcast. In our final episode, we will be discussing hip-hop in film and in concert dance. Some specific themes that we will focus in on is the presence of masculinity in the form of hip-hop and on an artist named Rennie Harris, who is currently um, changing the way hip-hop is seen um, through concert dance. So to start us off, I'm going to go ahead and dig into... um, masculinity within hip-hop specifically um, within film. So to start off our conversation in class, we had a reading which was by Sarah Lebowski and it was titled Portrayals of Masculinity in Hip-Hop Dance and Film. I thought that this reading did a great job of kind of just pointing out um, how masculinity is represented within the film because I honestly didn't totally realize it was, but it's super obvious now that um, we were kind of given specific imagery to focus in on and pinpoint. The most obvious like imagery that was given within the text was um, just the accentuation of like male genitals, whether that be uh, movements they executed like a hip thrust or um, even like, you know, like pointing to the genital areas or something like that, that just accentuated, um, kind of give up this like superiority vibe um, for men in general. And it goes a little bit deeper into that. I'm going to further the conversation just um, by discussing the videos we watched in class. These videos were like um, older 2000s uh, music videos or 90s music. Oh, fucking fuck. So the first music video we watched was IMX's Stay the Night. Um, I had written down that um, in particular, there were a lot of like hip thrusts at the camera and the camera was positioned at a lower angle so that um, when you're viewing it, it's obviously like these guys up above and they're dancing and like, I think, I don't know, not quite like a power move, but it was always like a statement move um, and it like fit within the rhythm and they would do like a hip thrust at the camera as kind of like a, you know, general like, hey, look at me, Um, stuff like that. And then it tied in a little bit more, the lyrics um, would kind of accentuate this same theme as well. I wrote down in particular, this isn't like the lyrics perfectly. It's kind of what I uh, just remembered out of it. But uh, it basically said that um, they were kind of rapping and singing about how they never like lose out um, on a girl they're like seeking out or wanting or whatever, that they essentially kind of just get their way by flaunting themselves um, and just, you know, going around thinking they're cool as shit, really. Um, there are also other things like, for instance, they were pictured, uh, playing basketball and like on the court, but they weren't necessarily like really playing the game. Um, there was some flashy moves in particular. And once again, the camera was at like a lower angle and that when it would like pan off to, um, a, uh, screen of like girls cheering and being like, yeah, like they weren't necessarily participating, but they were cheering on and like super impressed by what these guys were doing, um, in general. And because uh, these were like younger guys in the music video singing, um, we ended up kind of having a discussion on why this is such a theme in hip hop. Um, And essentially we kind of came to the fact that like, to some degree hip hop, like the form itself um, does go back to a lot of like teenage or at least like younger guys um, who were just kind of doing their thing. And, you know, we've talked about it in previous episodes, like where hip hop has came from, like all the different, um, not all, but well, several different styles where they have came from. So you get an idea that it's coming straight out of um, just like everyday life. And um, I mean, if you've ever met a younger like 
teenage boy, you can probably get an idea of just the whole, um, you know, you know, sense of finding masculinity and, oh, look at me, I'm so cool. And, um, you know, wanting to get like the pretty girls and all of that. And it's, I think this was definitely well represented in that. Um, and it's easy to point out how that just has flowed into hip hop as a whole, really, and how it's kind of um, a component of the culture. Not to say that, you know, it's all that masculinity is all, um, or that you have to be masculine to participate um, in hip hop, because we did watch another example of a, a hip hop video from a female perspective. And this video was by Missy, El uh, Missy Elliott, and it had a lot of the same elements. Um, she also used a lot of like miming and gestures that um, accentuated like female genitals and stuff. And she was also pictured in some of the same like um, baggier, like masculine or hip hop esque clothing. Um, I've talked about that in previous episodes. How the clothing was usually um, specifically worn. Um, for the ease of like doing certain moves and tricks and being able to do like head spins um, and other types of things that would be rough on the body without the baggier clothes and the protection in general. Um, so it was interesting to see that um, there were scenes where the women were dressed like that and then there were others where they were more like scantily dressed, if that's how you want to put it. Um, there were also like girls of all ages um, pictured within it. So it wasn't just like older women it pictured um younger i feel like there was even some like as young as eight um that were dancing and doing some of like the same movements and given that there were um you know people of all ages dancing in the video i kind of related it back to like crumping culture like even clowning um where you know even though the moves may be perceived as more mature they're actually just for everybody it's um just about you know, being like unashamed and about moving um, and all of that. So that was an interesting connection for me to make there. But yeah, lastly, um, it did use a lot of the same like angles that the IMX video did and that it would like zoom in on like, like there was one part it zoomed in on their butts um, when they were dancing or, um, you know, similar things to the idea of like, how the male genitals would be like accentuated through like filming angles and techniques. Um, it was the same within this video, the Missy video as well. But yeah, that's just a little bit on um, hip hop within um, the aspects of film, um, specifically like within music videos, because you can probably guess that, you know, or at least I think that music videos have been um, a huge part of getting like hip hop out there more because, uh, I think it's so easy to include hip hop dance within like, well, music videos because it's um, a dance form that is so interconnected um, with the culture and with the music. Um, it's all just a very interconnected, like a big aspect of it. But yeah, there's obviously a lot more that could be unpacked about that, but that's kind of a brief overview um, of what we discussed on that topic. So I will move into a little bit on concert dance now. Um, and for hip hop within concert dance, we, like I said, we focused in on um, a choreographer named Rennie Harris. Um, so Rennie Harris is from Philadelphia, and he was dancing and growing up in the forum in the late like 1970s, which um, was kind of like the prime of hip hop when it was really being created and being pushed out. Um, and I feel like that definitely speaks to his success with transferring hip hop to um the concert stage uh, more recently. Um, 
But a little bit about his style. He created the style of um, Rennie Harris's like pure movement. And he has a company that he created in 1992, I believe, called Rennie Harris Pure Movement. Um, and this is kind of what brought hip hop to the concert stage. He started mixing different ideas and started mixing like um, just sort of not quite modern dance, but it definitely um, was a style that like modernized hip hop. And I don't know if I would say made it viewable on the concert stage, um, but I'll kind of get into some of the questions we answered in class just to dig into my perspective. And I think it just kind of comes down to, for me, I feel like there's postmodern dance and I feel like sometimes hip hop can definitely be a branch of that or even flow under that. But I don't think postmodern dance is like a branch of hip hop, if that makes sense, because we talked about our overall like umbrella term of what hip hop is and the, all the different like styles of hip hop dance that fall into that. And I don't think postmodern dance is one of those, um, specifically because there's a lot um of postmodern dance artists that don't um, well have a an experience in hip hop culture um, and b aren't even involved in like the African American vernacular or like African American stories, which is a very large component um, of the hip hop culture. But I do um, acknowledge that I think certain styles of hip hop um, or how they're used, specifically with how Rennie Harris is using um, his Pure Movement company on the concert stage can um, kind of flow into this idea of postmodern dance. And I really liked what it said um, at the end of the reading um, for the section we read about Rennie Harris, it kind of said that his style was the perfect mix between um, black vernacular and postmodern dance. Um, and that's why it could kind of exist on a concert stage as it did or like, you know, as it does. Um, and going off of that, we have kind of talked previously about whether or not, um, you know, hip hop is like, I guess, a valid form because it's definitely been uh, discussed within the creation of some of these styles that there's like high art, um, which is labeled uh, or stuff that's labeled as high art, which is like ballet and like, you know, tap and jazz and modern, all of that. And it seems like hip hop is seen as a form of lesser art just because it wasn't intended or created and didn't have the um, sources to utilize the concert stage. Um, and now that it does, I feel like it's, um, I think people are maybe, there's, it's up to question whether it is still hip hop or if it is just postmodern. Um, and for me, I just think it comes down to the fact that um, the stories and like the issues it was hip hop was created around should be valid enough to put on the concert stage and be heard. Um, and while I get, you know, labeling and categorizing stuff like this is important to question. Um, I just think it comes down to, it can flow between both things and we shouldn't have to question why I guess it's important enough to put on the concert stage and while it, why it is valid. Um, I do see how it changes it, but I think it can still serve a purpose, whether it's being utilized within its original, um, you know, sort of scene, like its original location, or whether it's been adapted um, in a mindful way um, for the concert stage. I don't think I would want to see this style just adapted by somebody who had no connection to the original history or didn't um, appreciate it to go and put it on uh, my concert stage, which is... Um, I feel like not actually too uncommon, honestly. I think that is happening right now. 
but um, I think that Rennie Harris is doing it in a, in a great way, I think is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my final thoughts. So thank you for joining me for this podcast. Um, it's been real. <laughs>